Morgan's cord. I am. Previously last week. Um. Um. Uh, shit. Did you know it's Wookie? <laughs> I didn't. No. I'm trying to be. To develop the skill where I'm remembering, but Mark fucking. It. Mark it. Mark it. Yeah. Uh, Very unprofessional. I feel like you guys went shopping. Hey. I feel like y'all went shopping and a little bit, I guess. Oh yeah, really. you visited Granny Goodness. You had a little pop tent set up outside of the Temple of Sabra. So you went in there, said hi, saved the priest from being assassinated in his ass. We put fire to also faked an assassination. Yeah, like an assassination. And sent the guy over off to go find her. Yeah, find we, I don't know. We did something with someone. And we, uh, we chopped off his ear to save him, but we accidentally sent him to a cult. But then the lady, then his, and then his girlfriend is like, "I'm a symbol of team," and like we're like, "You do that, have fun." Yep, fun storming <laughs> the castle. Yeah. All right, Shago and oh yeah, Grok found that plus four that plus four uh, sword. Actually, I remember that. Uh, uh what? Really being leveled up twenty yeah. times and is now level twenty three. You did get to level twenty-three. Well, I mean, look, you obviously <laughs> don't remember everything. Clearly, you were filling in the blanks for you, you know. Exactly. Just what is going to happen? I made two fucking po. Uh, yeah, I made two potions for <laughs> these two. Oh crap! They... We, didn't, we didn't use them. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you actually didn't use them because that's well. true. Well, I was going to use mine to escape the police, but we didn't end up needing to. I think it was you time know, for our... we were just. Really good at lying. Yeah. Yeah, and also we managed to talk with the uh, uh, the captain of the ship, so we can settle and walk off the uh, the shore. And uh, while you guys were doing that, uh, Taro the Zinzer just went to the market because they had nothing else to do. But uh, they told yeah. the captain that if they see a a orc and a a uh, plasmoid. Their name are beings. Uh, they need to stay on ship. We're just going to be back, and uh, we we can walk off to the shore. Got it. And we also gotta wait until tomorrow to do the seer thing because he has. To yeah, we told him to capture we were gonna set sail tomorrow. So now we it's time. For now. Now. So now it's not. It's time for Tarot this and Zerdos to know each other a little bit more. Sounds good. So. Depends the Wookie, on what them. happened last session? Yes. <laughs> yeah, where, 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 where do we start off, Wookie? Honestly, I've been playing with levels this whole time because the play button is somehow reversed into play backwards, so I'm like, what the fuck? That's Whoops. pretty strange. Maybe that, would happen. Maybe that wouldn't happen if you didn't play with knobs and stuff. You know? I, these knobs, <laughs> knobs are oh, really... Trust me, Wookiee plays with enough knobs as is. He said no personal stuff. <laughs> these sliders and knobs are really betraying me right now. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, I believe, all found yourself rendezvoused back at Kea's House of Repose, spending an evening of relaxation. Go ahead and mark yourselves on a long rest before you meet back up with Ordeme Swift and Dark. And make your way to the Temple Baurulian. I believe there's a couple other things that you'd like to address here in town. Uh, me, I think I wanted to 
Uh, watch for. Okay. Was there a thing that I needed to get? Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry, someone sent me a message. Uh, I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to the shop, but to gather what exactly, I don't remember. Okay, I got flame lily. Oh, yeah, okay, I do have chocolate. I got fire peas, that's great. I need, oh yes, I need, I need, give me a sec. Eh. Uh, find my page from the potion that I need. And where the hell is it? A common, common, that's supposed to be there. No, no. Are there energy? Ah, potion. Okay. I need to see at the market if there is cat tongues in in Barossa Bush. Cat tongues? Half yeah. the market is cat tongues. There's just cat tongues hanging everywhere. Oh my god. Uh, okay. It's a cat massacre. Uh, it's a catastrophe. No, a cat. Ma- a cat. Hey. Is a, uh, <laughs> Sorry, catastrophe. Uh, no, Catons is a specific uh, plant. Uh, I shall detail you the plant. Uh, wait a minute. Where or where is that one? And... Do me a do me a flavor, Tarotus. Roll a d100. Uh oh. Oh. Oh shit! I forgot my on shit. Ah, uh, forgot my dice upstairs. Oh. Go get them. Uh, what are you doing, hey. bro? Well, uh, here's their 14. <laughs> oh no, we're not going to have to hear the clattering of your dice today. That's awful. Aw. Dice, you can hear clatter if you want. 14 out of 100. That is no good. Uh, Catstone. Catstone is... It's a mid-sized herbaceous plant that has been out of small five-blade purple-white flowers that quickly turns a rip Ripping into fig sized pod. You rolled a 14? 14, yeah. Hmm. After you're near thorough, you spend a better part of an hour looking around the marketplaces. You go to the Red Bazaar and your feet get all sticky with the blood that coats the ground. You have to step over and navigate some of the blood buckets that are just strewn about the place. You don't find any there, and you head back to the Grand Souk. And still, and you even go back to the fire, yeah, the, um, the fire lily guy who you feel like, I mean, you really drilled into him and there's still obviously some tension between you two and, and he, not even he's given you a lead on, on where you can find some. So no, unfortunately you're not able to find any. Dang. Damn. Uh, look at Zarda since there. Ah, I know I should have put him into a state. Zardos, it was, uh, it was with me, right? If it's the next day, I would not. I, 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 like you would. I think Tyrod is, uh, like, asked you if he wanted to join. You said yes in the last session, so I'm, I suppose you went with Tyrod. This. this is the day before, and yeah. I'm thinking this is the next day. You guys rendezvoused, had a nap, and then uh, you went back out shopping on your own. What are the rest yeah. of you doing as Tarotis is out looking for flour? And I will gather my dice. I'll be back. Grok valiantly strolls out to the city and puts his arms to his sides, looking at the beautiful, mag- 
magnum opus in the jungle and instantly tries to find a back alley where he can gamble. All right, go ahead and make me a luck roll. Uh, D100, please. Easy. See, with Grok, you gotta realize that... Oh, never mind, I got a 39. You know, you do see some promising avenues, like, as soon as you, uh... As soon as you get to these, like, back alleys that you're like, Oh, yeah, I can hear dice clattering, I can hear cards shuffling. They immediately, like... There's, like, a flurry of movement, and people just, like, go back to working and cover up whatever they were doing. You can see that there's probably gambling going on, but they think you might be a narc, so they're not including you. And then you head back to the dinosaur raising, and you settle back into there and start gambling on the dinosaur raising. Easy. Alright. So, Grok, as you're observing the dinosaur raising, you do see that there's a couple of individuals who are... They're trying to get a large triceratops to, like, they're trying to maneuver. It's a little bit uncooperative. They're trying to, like, wrangle him into place to put him on the starting line, and it's it's difficult for them. They're, like, swearing at each other, and some of them are, like, slipping on some of the rain that has made the streets wet. It's kind of a, a Three Stooges act, and one of the triceratops, the triceratops is one of the Stooges. Got it. Um, I go over to them. What seem be problem? Uh, uh, no problem here. We're just going to get our triceratops into the race here. You mind uh, giving us a hand, friend? Let me talk with it. Me talk animals. Uh, you could and, speak a dinosaur. And I cast speak with animals on myself. Uh-huh. And I speak to this triceratops. <sighs> Good evening. Why you not go to fit, go to line? <sighs> Chomp, chomp, chomp. He's like chewing some cud, and there's this moment of pause before he turns back to you, and then the, there's like a spark of realization as he sees, like you he, you see in his mind, he can understand you, and then it's like another three, five seconds before he replies. <laughs> so... Much effort. Is there anything I can do to make you want to race? Food? Water? Stomach? Maybe get. It's very nice, dinosaur. Favorite grass of race real fast. Got it. Favorite grass. Mm. <coughs> Where grass? Me get you. You turn around and you see him kind of like head nod over to this big old barrel. And it has this like dying brown kind of look to it. It's, it's bailed up right next to him. Favorite grass over there. All right, so uh, Grok valiantly strolls over to this grass, and he tries to pick up the big bale, you know, just to get as much as he can. Just grabs the whole bale. He doesn't want to just grab a handful. It's, that's wussy. And he grabs it all and try to, tries to drag it over. No, he doesn't even drag it over. He lifts it over his head, plops it in front of the Triceratops. Yeah, this Triceratops, it, it works like with you, and this huge tongue elongates comes out and like wraps a big old 
hunk of this grass and packs a, a fat lip and it starts like chewing on it. It this guy looks very squirrel like. He just packs both of his lips with a fat lip on both sides. And you've noticed that before, this Triceratops, it was pretty gassy. Like, this entire area just has a stink to it. Yeah. Yeah. But now that... Now it's it's really ramping up. Like, you continually just hear, like, a small escape of just a droning fart that is pretty much continuous now. Very immature. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. You feel uh, better now? You. Oh, uh, yeah, you uh, may not look like a winner, but I tell you, this is, um, eh. Look, we really need uh, this to work out for us. We bought this Triceratops because we thought he would be a, fi- a quick one, but, yeah. Gotta spend the last of our money on this here, uh. Thanks for your help. Yeah, thank you. And at this point, the Triceratops is trying to like waddle its way onto the starting line, and it does make it there eventually. Okay. Um, Grox sees this. He's happy that he helped the Triceratops, but in no way. But then he thinks that he doesn't want to bet for the Triceratops, but then he realizes, mm, Triceratops, slow, but maybe. He fast this one time for no particular reason other than grass. So he bets it all on this triceratops, even though it looks slow as hell. Okay. He's yep. gonna he's gonna you know, he's gonna bet five whole no, ten whole gold pieces on, on this. He's got a whole lot riding on this. This is like a king's ransom to little poor people. Derp. Derp, smart. Yep, uh, as you place that bet, the bookie is well, uh, I'd say they are raising an eyebrow at you, but both eyebrows like go really high up the forehead. He like puffs out his cheeks. Well, are you sure about this? This is, uh, I mean, you know which uh, you're betting on here, right? No worry. Grok have whole heart and soul into this race. Grok know that Triceratops win. After all, me and Grok Grok and Triceratops, friend. Yep, all right, Bob. Now, good luck, and takes the money and kind of just like trying to stifle a laugh. And the race, you, know, you see, it like all the uh, people clear out of the street. They make a corridor for the dinosaurs to race through. The dinosaur right next to the Triceratops that you've just put all this money on is lean, mean. You see that it has a series of medals on the side of it that it uh, denotes all the races that it's won previously, and there's just like 50, 60. It, this is a uh, a pedigree on this opposite dinosaur, and as the uh, very attractive young lady with uh, scantily dressed comes out with a checkered flag, puts it up in the air, and then whoosh, brings it down and the dinosaur next to the ones you betting on sprints forward taking these huge leaps and strides as the ore dinosaur all four legs just immediately out to the side and it starts rolling on its belly when you hear this loud fart croc not worried after all 
this remind Grok of Tortoise and Hare story. <laughs> no way I lose. <laughs> the two individuals that uh, were trying to like work with you to get this giant triceratops to race, they come back up and they're just like on their knees. They're like swearing. Uh, oh, no, this is really bad. Oh, that was the last that we have. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, no. And yeah. Grok gives the Triceratops a big thumbs up, ready for his eventual victory. Um, and, uh, look, um, uh, let us make this up to you, eh? And, uh, the two brothers, um, well, they're not brothers, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, these two guys, you see one of them is a, a Kalashite human, and the other one is, I want to say... Oh yeah, halfling. Um, they're gonna like try and like come up to you and like profusely apologize. Like, look, uh, let us make this up to you. I, uh, um, maybe we could uh, set this uh, this guy up as a pack animal. Um, what are you doing here? What are you trying to accomplish here? I, we're really sorry about this. Uh, the race is uh, not. Uh, this did not work out for us. Grok understand. Sometimes things not work out the way you want it to. Grok understand that very well. No, Zago, but, we, we think he might be better as a pack animal. We, we bought him on mistaken pretenses. We thought that he would probably be good uh, as a racer, but that is obviously not the case. This is really embarrassing for us. I, we are sorry that you lost money. Grok is... Very irritated that he'd lose money. But How much money did you lose, by the way? Ten gold pieces. Ten? How much money do you have yeah. left? <laughs> Twenty gold pieces. You didn't share with the party? Come on. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Grok has a problem. And uh, honestly, I thought uh, the Triceratops would win. Honestly, I thought, that, I thought uh, you know, underdog story. But no, I guess life... Just doesn't Honestly, work about out. halfway through that, I thought Wookie was going to be like a huge fart happened, and he like shot off like a rocket. <laughs> <anymore. laughs> exactly right. Oh, that would have that would have been the underdog story of the century. But uh, well, um, <laughs> it's a flying triceratops. Oh my god! Grok, Grok's look at these two guys and says, "No worry about it. No need to pay back. Grok make decision on own terms. Grok just." say to you now keep up work one day this animal bring you great prosperity do not give up on it wait 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 wait. perhaps we can make this up to you we understand that you lost 10 gold but what if we told you that maybe we could get you uh, the fortune that you seek here what if we told you we knew where the dragon horde needle was Grok had no idea what that is. Needle was a dragon here in the jungles of Chult, and we have a map showing us where her dragon horde was located. And, um, Feral, he'll take out this map from his back pocket and unravel it, and you see a pretty interesting map. This is like, it's not like just hatched into the back of a napkin. This is a detailed map. And you can see this huge pit indicated, and next to the pit, on the, you'd say it's probably some 
distance into the Cholt, maybe like 50, 60 miles, there is, it says the Needle's Bones next to this large pit on the map. Can we see it? Grok looks at the map. Grok can see it. Interesting. And you say fortune be here? It is a dragon's hoard. When does a dragon not have a fortune that could make any of us the rich behind our wildest dreams? How much you want for map? Grok can pay you. Uh, uh, now, friend, this map is not for sale. This is an equal opportunity for both of us. 50-50 partners, we guide you to the Dragon's Horde, and you protect us. We both have jobs, we both make this expedition possible. Grok like the sound of that. But well. Grok have prior, prior missions to complete. Will you be in town long? We'll be here until we can find a proper partnership to take us out into the jungle. Grok would like to accept this opportunity, but he has to talk to friends first. Ah, you have more individuals that would be able to help us on our journey. Indubitably. Fantastic, Grok, well. Grok have many friends. Fantastic, Grok. My brother and I will wait for you until... No, wait, they're not brothers. Fuck. No, we'll <laughs> wait for now, you to get back to town. Already established. Well, there's brothers from another mother. They're, they're brothers in scams. Brother and brother. Business. No, brothers in very brother-in-law. Brother, brother-in-laws. Brothers in very, very legitimately business practices. <laughs> they're, they're brother-in-laws. Okay. Grok nods, and uh, Grok find you here then. Yeah, we'll uh, be trying to make something here happen at the dinosaur races until you return. Grok understand. And uh, Grok also looks at him and says, Grok, think maybe you should stop feeding the an- animal that specific type of grass. Oh, but he loves it so much it's his favorite. Grok understand, but Grok also feel like that grass might be what's making him so awful. Uh, just because it's poison doesn't mean it's the cause of his indigestion. Wait. Grok, Grok will ignore the the sentence that came out of mouth and leave you. We'll be back shortly. Well, not shortly, but soonish. Oh, yeah. You leave them. You head off into the city. Where are you heading, Grok? Grok heads to the markets, hoping to find Taz or whatever his name is. Tar- yeah, you find Teratus. He's looking a little frustrated. He's not finding what he's looking for, so you continue to search, looking around the the marketplace for the different reagents he's going to need for potions. So that leaves Jellybean and Zerdos. What are you two doing? Jellybean is looking for anything he can use to update and make the map better. I'll say you're able to find some cartographer tools. Very nice brass pieces of instruments. 
You're not finding... Yeah, Jelly, Bean, Jelly Bean's got his own... He's got a bag of his stuff. Nope, okay. His own cartographer yeah. for tools. Naro, this can just craft it for you. <laughs> if it he's is got the his own. You, you got it. Base. They're pretty good. It's normal Base. ones. He's just very asshole about it. You have your own cartographer tools? He's a, he's a hipster. What about calligraphy uh, uh, tools? The cartography. Calligraphy cartography is the maps. What uh, is calligraphy? That's the making the maps. Yeah. Calligraphy is writing. Okay. You have that in your uh, uh, inventory? I guess he, uh, he's pro he probably took it in like, his background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright. If you didn't, I would have made you one. <laughs> it says, yeah, here's this. <laughs> so you're going around, you see Aterodis as well as Grok on occasion while you continue to look for different ways to improve the map and you immediately can tell that this information is guarded. This is... A lot of the knowledge on how to move through the jungle is protected by the different explorers and the different guides that work out of this city and not all of that information that the information that does make it back to the jungle from the jungle is kept close to the best so there aren't maps just out and about that you can copy down there are some pieces of information that you're able to fill into the map some broad strokes that you're able to continue to outline the coast you're able to like pin down these different features like the fire mountains you're also able to pin down let's see what what, what can we show you on the map here hmm yeah, I'll say that you reveal some more areas on the coast as you spend a lot of your time around the harbor and you're able to see that a lot of the navigation made by the ships is posted for the convenience and safety of the merchants bringing in items out of the bay, into the bay, and it facilitates the different enterprises here in town. You're able to find Kitchener Inlet to the south. To the southeast, you're also able to find Refuge Bay denoted. You're also able to find Jahaka Bay to the southwest. The other major the other major landmark you notice, and you can actually see it here from uh, Port Nyanzaru, you can see the peaks of flames, and in the distance, when the visibility is good, and you can see through the ever-present mists and the rolling cumulus clouds, you see this huge line of mountains, this huge mountain range. And on the maps that you see around the harbor, you see that the peaks of flame spill down these huge rolling pools of lava that just fill and scar the earth with ash and poison the landscape 
and that comes all the way down to the ocean, and that terminates in the wild coasts. You see on the map that this area is called the Cauldron because of these huge pieces of lava that continually spill down the peaks of flame, rolling down the hills and poison the land and the ocean. This is clearly a dead zone. This zone? Mm Mm-hmm. The peak of flame in the land of ashes in stone? The Cauldron, all polluted by ash. I need to it'd go be, there. I need to be go sh- there. Yeah. It'd be a shame if a witch didn't live there. That would just be a waste. You mean a hag? No, a witch. There are just hags, and there are other stuff down here. I don't know if the hag's down here, but there's other stuff here. Well, don't give away too much, Wookie. Come on, you gotta save some for the rest of us. Oh, girl, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell you about the stuff. I'll take it back. Just tell us what... What's the map looks like? Leave something for the imagination, man. <laughs> Jellybean, as you are taking the time to make your map, go ahead and roll a d100 for me. Right. Drop, drops it in water. Whoops. It's gotten all smudgy. Twelve. Twelve? You're minding your business, you're pretty much focused on making the map and adding the different pieces that you can from the navigation of the coastline and what the other mariners have contributed, just the general knowledge of this place. And you overhear that deep in the heart of the jungle, there is a city built by minotaurs. It's now overrun by snake people, but even worse things dwell below. In visions, I've seen strange devils screaming in the dark. And this is kind of just like what you hear a couple of wizened old sailors saying to each other as they walk by. Jillman's going to write that down on a separate piece of paper just to remember it. City, Minotaurs, overrun by snake people, and now there's even worse stuff underneath that. The camera, the camera cuts away from Jellybean and his awesome skills of map making and note taking. Zerdos. Oh. Zerdos is just following up on Sears from yesterday. You make your way back to the Temple of Savras, and there is a calm. Granny Goodness is not there today, and as you walk up the steps, there's a stillness in the air. And as your footsteps echo through the temple, you find the old man returning to you once again. Zetembe, with a grim expression on his face, meets you in the main chamber. That's quite the expression. I presume it was not good. Dark omens you bring to us, my friend. I thank you for your help the other day, and I wish I could bring you better news. Clearly, he's a bit hesitant. He doesn't. He doesn't want to put a heavy burden onto you, but he is carrying a heavy air. He's disturbed. He's very upset. 
You brought the news to me that those passing to the other side. It was not only a problem we faced here in Chot, but that the entire world faced. I did not want to believe it, but I'm afraid I must believe now. What seems to be the problem? Pause for dramatic effect. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The entire world. The souls are being trapped. We consulted the guides, and we saw through the jungle to the south. A city far below here, enclosed by cliffs crawling with snakes. We saw a black obelisk draped in vines. We dared not push any deeper. We could feel ourselves. We were seen. We had to retreat. But this is the place where all the souls go once they are died. And they are being consumed. Why what? I wish I knew. We have heard the rumors of a strange artifact that has been pooling all the souls in the world. And now we know that our purpose as such is to feed them. I am an old man, Zerdos. I do not possess the strength to go to free those souls from such a horrific fate. I don't know who would have the strength for such a monumental task. I may not have the physical strength, but I will have the strength of my heart and the strength of my friends to assist me. I must trust you to succeed, Zerdos. I must trust. And you and your friends. To save. To save everyone. I will give it my best. It is a heavy burden and the dark road you watch. This road. Walk it carefully, Zerdos, and know that I will be watching you. And I will try and help you in any way I can. Be safe, friend. And thank you again. Of course. Take care. Where do you go, Zerdos? Gonna leave and make my way to the ship to wait for the others. Okay. Just contemplating, talking to myself, writing things down. Doesn't take you long. You make your way off to the shore, and you do find the brazen Pegasus, and you make your way aboard. Orme Swift and Dark gives you a nod. You continue to see the first mate go around screaming at everyone at the top of his lungs. Hey, get that sail out! That is completely... That's off balance! Oh, you gotta pull it tight here! And you take notes. You do see... The the specificness of the vision that you were given by Zotembe, the snakes, the city underneath the cliffs, you try and get all that down so you can relay that to your friends. And you successfully put that into your notebook.
Now the rest of you, as you finish searching the market unsuccessfully for the different things that you're looking for, Joby, you do see Zerados on the other side of the harbor making his way back over to the Brazen Pegasus. So each one of you are pretty much... I believe the Grand Sukas is actually not all that far from the harbor. So you all are pretty close to each other. If you'd like to meet back up with each other or if there's anything else you'd like to do in the city and accomplish, now's uh, the time to say. Yeah. I mean, I want to play something. Uh, I want to go to Jurawar. Uh, shop. Okay. Uh, I guess Grok will go with him. You know, he's just hanging out with Tahardis. Alright. Is it our... Is it our... Well, seems that I cannot search what I'm looking for. But maybe I can get something off of this. And he rips off one of his uh, gems from his own skins. Here's a little bit. He says, ah, let's see if I can find a way to sew what my skin can provide. Grok, so? no think that good idea. My gems are pretty rare. That like Grok tried to, s- to sell scab off arm. You see like the, there's a, the, there's li- literally the, uh, like on his hobo, it was an amnesty gem that pops out of his uh, out of his can uh, out of his armor. Uh, and just rips it off if he can. <laughs> Where he hurts. It's part sure. of his. So Give me a d6. Like, Roll a d6, please. It's like, uh, so you are tearing off a piece of your body. And like, uh, once people realize it from your body, they probably will think not as rare. So you take two oh, points of damage, and you successfully pull one of these amethysts off your body. All right. Uh, and it says, Whoa, Helen. Why, Helen? Why don't you set it for me, then? Uh, Grok, not good speech craftsman, but you could try. Hmm. Does someone has? Oh, no, I don't. Do I have this guy's self? No, I don't have. Uh, hmm. I don't have a this guy's kid, though. Yeah, Jellybean can sell it for you. Don't worry about stats, he'll just sell it. <laughs> oh, yeah. he'll, get, he'll get some. Yeah. Just slide and walk in and go, hey, man. Try this. Uh, you have a disguise kit on your person? He doesn't need one, bro. Fucking, you got, you got a, you got a mask and a some clothes that cover skin. <laughs> All right, <laughs> He'll just so you shape want to into a person. It? Y'all cover him up. Hello, so my f- fellow so human. You, uh, you want to sell this uh, for Tarodis? Yeah, just, just give Jellybean some clothes and a helmet, maybe. Uh, we you, did get. Extra, I, we did, I do we have did. some fine clothes. We do have some extra dwarven gear, you know. <laughs> yeah, we also did get some extra clothes from that one guy that we helped. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just let's just wrap Jelly Bean up. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, obviously, we'll take uh, Grok. Will take the clothes that he got since uh, he doesn't really wear a lot, you know. So he's just gonna, you know, just wrap up Jelly Bean. Like I mean, he doesn't know what he's gonna do about the face, but everything else is pretty much okay. 
All right. So Grok, he reaches into his uh his little pouch thing and he like puts a hood on, and then you see him like pull out a porcelain mask and just put that on. Okay. Porcelain mask the whole time. So. So. Jobin has a lot of weird stuff in his bag. Just none of it is nonsensical or anything. It's just stuff in his bag. He's a hoarder. He likes to grab things. Useful trait, especially in a role-playing game. So, Jellybean, I'm going to need a performance roll, and go ahead and make it with advantage as you are receiving help. Hey, give me a second. I'll try to see if I can I can craft a potion so we can get uh, like advantage on something. Give me a sec. Let's see yeah. if I can... I do feel like selling the gems from your own body has got to be an exploit. You know? It's like an infinite money glitch. Oh, wait. I, I have something. But I uh... I can, craft, I, I can craft a potion that makes you transform and be altered by the... It's, it's uh, too late. We've, we've, we've already gone it's this It's too late. We've already, we've already gone we're this, already doing this And he, he's already gotten advantage anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I guidance you. <laughs> Alright, look at this. What guidance do? I think he just gives you plus 1d4, right? Add yeah, 1d4 to the roll. Nice. Yeah. Now go, Jellybean. I mean, hey. Jellybean, go now. You look good. Go out in town. Oh boy! Let's go. Let's you need go. to stop giving me advantage, Wookie. <laughs> I just got a nat twenty again. God damn! All right, so yeah, you look, Bob, indistinguishable from one of the higher class high rollers of uh, Nianzaru. Yeah, you come in every, not drawing too much attention, but you are like turning heads a little bit as you step in to the jewel market and now that you guys have been maneuvering through the different marketplaces of port nanziaro you have seen the red market which mainly is around these huge pieces of dinosaur meat and stain the entire ground with blood giving it its nickname you've also been to the grand souk which has everything that you could possibly want but the third marketplace which you now stride confidently through is the jewel market, which focuses predominantly on the different minerals and rare metals that are mined out of the earth. Out of the jungle of Cholt, you find these wonderful rubies, these different emeralds, and a growing assortment of amethysts that are purplish as you find one of these sellers that seems to have collected quite a few of these amethysts. You go up to them... Mm. Very By the way, good we're gonna looking. have our, our amethyst dragonborn. We're gonna have him stay out of the jewel market. Yeah, get him out of the jewel He's market. He's not coming in here, man. This is. <laughs> I could imagine no. him getting. I, I could imagine him getting like picked for his like everybody with like a little uh, rock hammer. Just like I could imagine they just kidnap him and just <laughs> use him as a source. Now this will I've told you like you you kill one uh, you tried to kill one of them and one of his crystal just went off. Yeah, it's like zombie. Boy. Fucking yeah, breaking pieces. And do say that he comes from a dragon, which is more more rare. Or well, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. You go up to the proprietor of this particular establishment within the jewel market, coming up to her very lavish table. You see some of these other purple amethysts on the table, and you try and catch her attention. Yep. Yeah. Jill's just going to be looking until she comes and looks at him. 
because I don't know if you know this, Jellybean's weird. Uh, Jellybean's going to be staring intently at some amethyst directly in front of him. Till she gets... I see that you're interested and have very fine taste. Would you like to see the wares, sir? Well, I came to investigate the wares and such. I also came to see if you would be interested in purchasing a piece of amethyst from me. Ah. I'm a very distinguished man, and I only do business with the most distinguished of amethyst sellers yeah. or buyers and all that. I can see that, yes. Well, I'm happy to have your patronage, please. And, yeah, she, as soon as you saw, say that you might be looking to sell some amethyst, her eyes get very, very focused on you. Please show me what you have to offer. Jellybean's going to show the little amethyst piece. Or I don't know how big it was. Yeah. Uh, it is medium size, I should say. It's pretty pretty large, like maybe it's, like five inches. Five inches? Yeah, five inches. Five pretty, pretty sample. Fantastic, thank you. You mind if I inspect it? She holds out her hand. Above average, really. <laughs> uh, he's going he's gonna to hand it to her. Not at all. There's a moment of pause as you hand it over, as she's inspecting your hand and your arm, and you're able to maintain the illusion and don't give anything else away, but she's clearly inspecting you very closely. As words can adjust how dense their body is so they could like be gooey or rock hard. So it's going to be, he's either a little too gooey or a little too stiff as he hands it to her. And she's letting it go because she doesn't want to offend a potential a potential buyer here. So she, with this uh, moment of pause, she ignores it. And then she takes the amethyst in hand and pulling out, you see on her hip, she has this leather pouch, which she opens and then puts on a jeweler's magnifying glass. But you see that both of these eye pieces each have their own independently telescoping piece that click, click, click. Like, begin to come in and out, and she's, like, twisting the sides and increasing or decreasing the magnification levels. She goes over to a purposefully punctured hole in the tents above, and letting the light in. It shines down this ray that comes directly into the amethyst, and it kind of prisms, and all these different shards of light begin to reflect around her particular booth as she continues to examine the yes, interesting amethyst piece you have here. There's almost a organic quality. There's like rings in a tree. This is fascinating. I've seen a few of these pieces come into the marketplace lately and I've added them all to my collection. This is extremely extremely rare. Where did you say you got this? Well, you see, I am not from around here, and I do some trading with some very interesting and somewhat shady individuals. Mm. These these people, they had this there, and they threw it in with a deal. I'm not sure what it's from or where they got it. Well, if anything comes to your memory, I would appreciate more information on this so I could expand my supply lines. But in any case, very you interesting. Know, there was... <laughs> was a little bit of interesting thing that they did sell there, which was near the Amethyst. What was that? <laughs> I believe they called it Dragon Blood. I'm not sure. Mm, I can't the people say. Have 
not uh, not interested in any kind of nefarious items, but if you would please keep everything above board as much as possible so I could feign ignorance as to the origins of this particular piece, I'd appreciate yes. that. I could offer you 50 silver for this piece. That's 50 silver? That is That's not the... worth 50, 50 silver. 50 silver pieces is quite good. They go very far here in Chult. Oh, wow. That's five gold pieces right there. That is, that is not worth that. You can you it's not worth find it. gems like, like in literally. The jelly beans going to be like, you well. Literally, this gem was literally free. 50, gold, 50 silver pieces is more than enough. Jelly bean is, despite having a porcelain mask, this is an obvious of disappointment. Well, it's only 50 silver. I... But... I think I know a child that would love this as the decoration for their room. I don't wait, think wait, I'll wait, be wait, selling wait. it just for that little. All right, all right. I'm 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 sorry. I'll give you uh, I'll give you ten gold, but that's as high as I can come up. Oh. Mm. And J- Jellybean looks to be debating it quite a bit. All right. Look, the only reason that I can come up that high is because this is part of a set that I'm trying to create. Twelve gold, and that's my final offer. Really, that is an order of magnitude more than I should be buying it for. It is only worth one gold. Looks a bit dejected. It's like buying 12 gold. You drive a hard bargain, miss. <laughs> she hands 12 gold pieces over to you and places the amethyst amongst the other pieces. And you can tell this is a larger piece than the other ones that are in her possession. And she clearly is trying to maybe not be the soul seller of amethyst but you have not seen any of these in any other parts of the jewel market and the collection that she's building is going to be worth more with all the different pieces you do believe her when she says that this isn't in itself particularly valuable Alrighty, well Jellybean's going to take his gold and be on his way before anyone realizes something's amok Make your way out of the jewel marketplace. It's going to go really fast, and it's going to be very obvious. He's a bit jiggly. (laughs) Waddle on out of there. You have made her very happy. Like Octodad walking away. (laughs) Retreat on out of there a little bit gooey and make your way back over to the harbor. uh, If you go near Taro, this is going to go to you. I suppose. Jellybean, Jellybean's gonna like walk out of the market and get grouped back up with Grok and Arrow D. I, I don't know how to say that fucking name. Like, I've been just trying to avoid arrow, Just time. Arrow. Just Arrow. Arrow is the great. Just Arrow. Taro. Yeah. And you see Taro just looking at you, not having the 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 amnesty gem uh, on your head. So, I was mortified. I was in mortified. It worked. Uh, well, listen, I don't know how much it was actually worth, but the lady gave me 12 gold, and I don't feel like it was worth 12 gold. She tried to give me it for 50 silver. I don't know what the hell she went to jump from 50 to 10, and I sort of talked her up to 12. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, uh, you, you, you just see that I was, like, disappointed. I said, you know that you're gonna have... Oh, wait. You know that you're gonna have just said that he comes from a dragon, you know? That was saying much. It's worth more. 
That's 12 gold pieces. Listen, uh, hey, Grok think you're ungrateful. He went out of his way to sell this piece of you and got 12 gold pieces, which you admittedly see, is a very large amount. Listen, I tried to allude to stuff that it came from, you know, dragon methods, but like, he, she seemed put off by that. I think she wanted to go down on the price when I mentioned that. I don't think we should be going around advertising dragon stuff, you know? No, I don't, don't like dragons. I don't know if you know that. You, and they're you not just, very popular in these backwater planets, you know? You, you just see, like, though, just like, like, uh, okay, but you know that I'm Dragonborn, right? Completely separate thing. You realize that, right? You know, like, I'm a plasmoid, and then people don't like slime. They're completely different, you know? Three different things. Speak. Uh, well, thank you for at least trying. I appreciate it. Speaking of dragons, Croc found map to Dragon Horde. Oh, oh yeah, that sounds nice. Oh, oh, uh, it, it's, now you pays me more. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's, it's, that's even better. Why were we doing this? We had fat map to Dragon Horde. Well, well, the, Grok, Grok not give you full context. <laughs> Grok know of map to Dragon Horde. Grok need to discuss with everyone later down line for this map can only be obtained by helping two people get to the Dragon Horde itself. Then they, then they split it with us. You just see like the the uh, the eyes of dollars ha- opening in his in Taro's Taro this eyes. <laughs> you just see him like for, uh, like very happy to hear that. Uh, but Grok knows it, it looks... it's very tempting. Mm. Yes, how many guys? Tempting, how many but, of them? Uh, did you hand the the twelve gold pieces to Taro this, or you keep it to yourself? Yeah, jelly beans. Jelly hand them twelve gold pieces. Okay. Um, well, obviously, Grok says. About two people, uh, while I was gambling many gold pieces away, they show me map. Look, very good map. The map, pristine. You would like a jelly bean. Mm, I doubt that. Well, if, um, if we can try to replicate it, that would be good to know it. Grok think these people are nice people. I say... We help them out. And who knows if they have accident on the way there? We yeah. take them out. Okay, and uh, I I assume they're going to follow us, isn't it? Well, Grok, Probably, they, yeah. they, Grok think they lead, we follow, protect them. Okay. But and, uh, this mission for it, late, it, late, it, later days, because we I, have a very important mission right now. It's yes, a very I, important mission. I, and I show them that they show you the map for free? Yes, yes. They they show me map for free. They were actually very forthcoming with information. I'm surprised they didn't, you know... Tr- I mean, honestly, all I did was talk to their Triceratops. Is there a way for Taro just to know if, like, there's might be, like, a little bit of scam or, like, if... <laughs> what I think got we'd have to talk to them to know if there was a scam going on, you know? Yeah... yeah. I feel yeah. like Grok's very unreliable when it comes to scammers. You what? Know? I feel like he might fall for scammers. Yeah. Anywho, we should probably head back to the ship now. We gotta leave, don't we? Grok yeah. and Taro's 
Yes, we can think of that later. Let's focus on the main quest. Do you know what a neurosurgeon is? <laughs> Poke brain with big rock, I assume. All right, I'll give you partial credit. Anyway. <laughs> He's, <laughs> not He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's a little wrong. He's got the spirit. Got to poke he it in the right neuro- place, yeah. but he, yeah, he could do neurosurgery in a pinch. Yeah, I'm gonna roll that you know dude under. Glad that he does not have a physical brain. All, All of right. his neurons are in his goop. Onwards, back to the boat. Or yeah, back to the boat. Ah, the That's benefits of being goo, you guys. Many benefits to being a goo biologist. Gooologist. Yep. There's many Ooh. benefits to being a goo cartographer. A marine goologist. Um, question, DM. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we are on the next day, where did we sleep? Uh, he said I think we, we slept at the, uh, the, the the place where the yeah, dwarf right. guy got eaten. That's right. Kaya's house okay. of repose was where you guys had rooms. That's good. okay. Can I gather some charcoal from that place? Dang. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. There's a couple different. I'm a neat pouch. Well, here in Schult, there is not a lot of fireplace the, going on. You do find around the city there are a couple different industrial processes happening. Uh, for instance, at the dye works, when you guys went over and saw Shago, there was a, a and Odama, there were some uh, opportunities to get some charcoal there. At Kaya's House of Repose, there wasn't a lot of charcoal uh, heat going on because this is an extremely warm place but I'll say that since that was something that you were looking for you did have an opportunity so you can get one pouch of charcoal okay thank you mm-hmm. yeah. you guys make your way back over the harbor and arrive at the Berets and Pegasus and rejoin with your friend Zerdos as they're approaching Zerdos had kind of tucked himself into part of the ship where not many people went past so he could be out of the way and kind of to himself since he's not allowed below decks. Uh, and while he's considering the information he's been given, he pulls out a orb that he has in his pack that is very carefully wrapped so as to not be broken. And inside this glass orb, it has like a gray and black spoke and it seems to just kind of float around and He's just considering the implications that this orb that he's had for so long that he believes is tied to a lost society could potentially be connected to this obelisk that he was told about. But as the uh, people come back to the ship, you can see them coming. He quickly wraps it up, puts it back in his bag. Placing the artifact back within your belongings, you all find... Zerdos, it out of the way. There's a couple occasions where this big, this huge guy, a boulder of a man, stomps up around him and is like moving this huge barrel. And Zerdos kind of has to like navigate and get out of the way. But yeah, for the most part, out of the way, minding their own business. And you all rejoin each other on the ship. Behind you all, just coming out of nowhere, Ordeme appears. Extending the bridge over the planks over to you so you could board the... Ah, fantastic. I'm all glad you're here. Are you ready to depart? We need to be making our way soon. Otherwise, we'll get a headwind. Have to make sure that we're attacking it while the wind is right. Jill makes a sighing sound like... I 
damn wind ships. I hate them. And he just boards the ship. Fantasy of another ship not powered by wind, ah, brother. If only the rest of you get aboard or we'll be leaving shortly. Grok not too so good on water. Drowning. It's what killed my seven uncles. What a life jacket, Grok. <laughs> was one at a time or like well they each one went after each one went after the other one you know it was kind of well sounded more like your uncles weren't drowning you, they were feeding themselves to the lake Grok could accept this possibility Grok's people very religious hmm. not Grok though Grok, you should not be near the side of the ship. Grok, feel the pull of the water already. Oh, he's got sea madness. Wonderful. (laughs) Grok acquiesces, and he gets on the ship, but puts on a life vest. Trying, or he kind of manufactures one out of two life vests. One on each arm, like pool floaties for the little babies. Chili Bean's gonna tie him, tie his like a rope around his waist and tie him to the mast. He can still get around the ship, he just can't fall off. Grok, thank you. As you guys make preparations yeah. for departure, you see this uh, big old first uh, mate start screaming at the different crew and Swap up hoop deck, get those sails furled! And the ship is whoosh, pushed off, and you guys start making your way out into the open waters of the Bay of Cholt. Hi! He tries to, like, be in pirate, but he has not the voice of a pirate. <laughs> a pirate. <laughs> Is right? is very amused as you guys begin to drift on the winds, and you're making pretty good time. Say you're probably going about six knots. This is a very capable ship, although Jellybean's the only one not impressed. <laughs> Gee, I hope we're not attacked by pirates while we're on the water. That shouldn't be, be a problem. Any pirate ship that comes after us will be able to outrun. I don't think pirates are a problem. Grok, not so sure. Pirates killed my two aunts fuck is with your family and like water shit what the fuck is wrong with your family <laughs> jellybean is utterly confused fuck my entire lineage has been on ships and not one of us have died what now, the hell now you understand why grok afraid of water i don't what's those lung things you people have goddamn fleshies stupid lungs and you're needing breathe grok find that racist but Grok let it slide. Good. As you all emerge out into the bay, past the giant walls that protect Port Nyanzaru, you guys are out into open water, and you see the coastline shrinking behind you as you start making your way northeast. You see on the horizon a little pinpoint of dark sails. Ordeme, originally you see that because you see Ordeme looking over the side with a... Not sure what you call those little handheld telescopes, but one of those things. Spyglass? A spyglass, thank you. 
And you see, as she trains the spyglass on the horizon, you follow where her gaze, where she's looking, and you see it continue to shrink off into the distance. You find that she was indeed right, and that you are making better time than whatever ship is pursuing you out of the harbor. Great. Get his eyes off the ship. Where's the cannons? There are no cannons on the sh- on this boat. On this boat, oh, you boy. see that this thing is purely built for speed. This thing is all sails, and it has a trim profile. There's not even really like there are some cargo holds, but there's no deck that goes below that you can like in a pinch you might be able to get down there. But there's nothing really for you to like get below deck into. So I'm gonna pull up the map. And meow. That was the Are you guys still on the map? Uh, we are in the uh, uh, the main map. Gonna zoom all the way in here. So you guys come out into the bay, and you see that you might be being pursued, but you are out running something from around here as they come around the corner and they try and intercept you. But staying well ahead of them. Get you about here. And it's about this point where it's in the late afternoon. The sun is getting close to the horizon when something begins to bubble underneath the waters. Kraken. Uh, good. Kraken. The entire ocean begins to roil. Huge spouts of water begin to up into the air around you as you all are soaked with these downpour of sprouts. Oh, this beginning to feel like how my great aunt died. <laughs> what? Why the fuck would you agree to go to an island, Grok? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Grok, Grok got more important things on mind than water when accepting mission. Grok, okay. Uh... Go for swimming okay. lessons in a minute. We're, and when we're done, we're gonna we're gonna sign you up for swimming lessons. Grok <laughs> not think it all the way through, although Grok not really think. You all are having difficulties staying on your feet as the ship begins to lurch back and forth as these waves begin to roil around the ship, and you see rising up out of the water there is an island that begins to. Lift itself, lift itself up out of the ocean. That's not right. Oh, yeah. You see in front of you now that there is this huge dragon turtle that begins to circle around the ship. Its eyes lock on to all of you on top of this boat as it begins to. Just make it very, very clear that you could swap the whole ship at whatever time it wants to. I do hear it shout through this, like, guttural, draconic language. I know draconic, but does it say? It says, give me money. Are you fucking shitting me? Give me your treasure! Croc, why How about I, I give you these nuts? 
find it. Hammers into the ship, and you all are sent lurching. Each one of you give me a athletics or acrobatics check as you try and stay on the ship. And now as each one of you are lurched towards the railing, you see that there is a huge amount of reef sharks all swimming, beginning to froth in the water, ready for Aramang to launch each one of you into the water so they can begin their feeding frenzy. Crocknock like this, Crocknock like this. Alright, let's see. We've got a 22. Uh, 21. Okay, both of you are fine. I got a 25. God damn. We all have 20. Ridiculous. Zero. <laughs> Zero! Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! How the hell do you roll a goddamn zero? Minus two. It would have been the same. It would be the same. It would be the same. You have a negative two in both? Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god, no. Um, <laughs> Thank the in one of them, just in case. I'm a sorcerer. I didn't have the option. All three of you are fine, and just as you're laughing off, being thrown into the water, you see head over heels, your friends somersault off into the water and disappear into a froth of shark fins. Um, Before he goes into the water, could Grok try to save him? Is there enough time? (laughs) Grok Grok got tied to the mast. He can't go in the water. Oh, (laughs) yeah. He can save him. That's true. Did Jellybean catch him? Jelvin, Grok, you see your friend splash into the water, and you hear the Baywatch theme song come on in your mind. Grok, Grok's like, holy shit. Grok friend, Grok friend going to die just like how Cousin died. All right. uh, (laughs) Theranos, you're the only one. Uh, Okay. uh, Very much much so. Theranos is going to make a quick potion. Uh, which is an action. It does that in six seconds. <laughs> I mean, what are we gonna do? There's a whole bunch of sharks in the water. Jelly yeah. Bean's gonna save him, guys. Jelly Bean's gonna dive into the water and activate his muscle form as he dies to a <laughs> six-pack <laughs> abs. <laughs> so he looks like a. a, a once he gets in the water and around the sharks, he'll activate it. Ordeme is running up and down the deck of the ship, throwing in lines of the water to our different crew members that have also been launched into the water. And Terodis, you're the only one who understands what this dragon turtle is saying. It continues to circle the ship and occasionally bump into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you, see him, like, you see him like, after he says that. About you hit these nuts, he's taking very seriously, and like he says, uh, he says to uh, the giant turtle, he says, "Okay, okay, uh, y- you want five gold? Is that enough for you?" <laughs> and he again bumps the ship. Give me another acrobatics or athletics check. Uh, Bro, we're about Rock. to lose all of our gold. Yeah, seriously, gold like Croc screams the terrorists. Croc, think you tell. Big t- turtle, go away! I, he, he, uh, he wants some, he wants some treasure. Oh my God! Croc spent treasure. What treasure does he want? What is what he wants does he want? He wants money. How much oh. money? I don't know. I told him five. It wasn't enough. 
Billy Bean's gonna reach into his pouch and he's gonna throw twenty gold in the water. How much? Okay, I'm gonna need a total on how much gold you're all throwing in the water. Uh, Billy Bean throws twenty gold. All right, I I got twenty. I just don't understand how much. How much? I put five. I put five. Okay, I got twenty-five. I'm sure this thing's gonna need a more than twenty-five. He's not his own his own shop. He's not going to fucking. Grok, um, Grok just says, "Screw it! If it if it save everyone, and Grok throw his gamb all his gambling money, all twenty-one gold pieces of it. Twenty-one on twenty-five. That's gonna be forty-six. All right, I give five. <laughs> five. five more for fifty-one. We need money for things, okay? Okay. We're not gonna need money if we're dead." All right, so I'm just casting false life on myself and trying to get to one of those ropes. <laughs> What's false life do? It gives me temp HP in case the sharks decide to oh, attack. By the way, um, DM, I got a, a natural one, so I got seven. Oh, on the second uh, uh, acrobatics check. Yeah. So I oh. need to roll that. God damn. There's eight temp HP. Grok, you splash into the water, and you actually land on top of a reef shark, and you're riding it like a cowboy. Jellybean got a 12. Grok, not like this. Grok got a 12. Jellybean, you're fine. You stay on the ship, but just barely. Uh, Me, I got an 8. You as well. Go splashing off into the water. Alright. So Jellybean's the only one still on deck from the party. Kark, I like this. Alright, so I got a total of 51, and you're continually Jellybean. You are being. You're not Jellybean, sure the what this is. Dr- su- Jellybean's just jiggly, and he's just counter jiggling the, the boat as it shakes. Right, you're trying to uh, you're trying to do the opposite of free surface effect, where you're trying to stabilize the boat, and it's not difficult because this dragon turtle is clearly pissed off. He sees the fifty-one gold thrown into the water, and then continues to be real mad. And he's saying, "You're not sure what he's saying, but he's saying the one word over and over again." Rogar, Rogar, What does he say? More. Oh, MORE MONEY! Okay, I'm trying all of my gold. How much Je- is all of your gold? Jellybean. Uh, there was 12 left. <laughs> no, 13. 13 left. Jellybean gets up on like the edge of the ship and he points at it. Because he's now he's in human form just to specifically point at it. And he starts yelling at it in deep speech. That's probably about right. Probably what it sounds like. And the game just wants us to be poor, so yeah, they just give it all of our money. You're screaming it. Yelling at it in deep speech in some way to like, like, yeah, it's not nice when you can't understand people and they're shouting in some weird ass language, huh? So, you're screaming back at it. The rest of you, uh, you're about this point that you're able to find one of the lines that Ordeme has thrown over the side, and you pulled yourself back to the ship, and you're about in this process of hauling your waterlogged selves up over the hull, 
some of you are like, I'm too heavy for this. I'm not going to make it. And you look behind you and you see these fins turn 90 degrees and make a beeline for you. And it's about this point that as you continue to scream at the dragon turtle, it looks directly at you, Jellybean. And it doesn't understand you. And you see its confusion turn into rage. And it goes beneath the water. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you just see how just after he pulls himself out of the water, he pulls on his make and it called like he wants he wants to do like you uh, you want he's gonna increase the volume of the mechanic is just gonna press you full of shit you full of shit you full of shit just full of shit. Jelly Bean, Jelly Bean's going to extend a pseudopod to the water and grab the gold. <laughs> no fuck you don't get this shit. Pussy uh, ass bitch running away. Brock <laughs> is absolutely terrified of these sharks and the one that he's riding. <laughs> Like, I think Rock pulled himself back up. Get me out of here! And he grabs a rope as as the shark zooms by it and starts pulling himself up as fast as he can, hopefully trying to dodge any bites and come his way. Do I, with my seven strength need to, and waterlogged clothes, need to make a check to try and get out of the water? Nope. You do need to make a check to hold onto the rope. As you, Grok, you pull, you grab hold of this rope and you feel it begin to pull out of your grip so you have to like grab onto it with both hands and you're thinking oh man oh man Ordeme is pulling me on board this is great and then you look up and you see that there's no one above you and you look down and you see this frothing boil of water as the dragon turtle comes up from below the ship and it's lifting the ship out of the water and like the Titanic, it splits right down the middle of the ship as each one of you are thrown 60 feet up into the air, windmilled around like Attack on Titan, just thrown on the rope as the ship splits in two. Uh, this, this is how Grok's father died. Crashes back down into the water <laughs> and begins to sink. Oh my god. Can we, can we, we need to have a session yeah. where we just discuss Grok lore, okay? Like, each, each <laughs> character needs a session to discuss their lore. Grok needs two. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so point, we are in the water with these sharks. Yeah. You are in the water right. with the sharks and you are in the surf. There is a tsunami-like wave as the dragon turtle disappears back down into the water and starts going down to the bottom of the ocean to pick up all the gold and the loot and the different things that have dropped up out of the ship and you all are being washed to shore amongst the debris of the two halves of the ship as well as these different reef sharks that are paddling, they're swimming through this surf trying to tear you guys apart. Yeah, boy. I'm gonna put all you right. all on the map. Oh yeah, we're in the water. Great. Uh, that's, it. that's Grok's favorite thing. Yeah, anyone else? Anyone here? Anyone? Wow, like so great Dang. that not that all of us can hold our breath for an hour, right? Right, guys? Hey. So great. Uh, for three hours. 
killed my breath for three hours. Grok need air to survive. Grok need air to survive. It's time for your first swimming lesson. Grok is... Sink or drown. Yeah, Grok Sink is... Drown. Sink Grok or is drown. Really, yeah, he is relentlessly, like, just kicking and, like, flailing his arms because he's got, like, the little pole float. He's, like, keeping him up, but he is struggling. All right, <laughs> you can all put yourselves on the map, please. Oh, my God. Here we go. Are we in the water, DM? You are all in the water on the very yeah. corner here. Over here. All I gotta do is find Grok's little thing. On the very corner, so we're like right there. So one position itself right there, on the right there, one right there. Okay, bogey. I guess we're we're all in this position. <laughs> so I'm gonna need D8s. Each one of you is going to get... For. Jelly Bean's just sitting on the bottom now. He's chilling. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize you were chilling. Yeah, I did, Jelly I Bean's know. chilling. I don't he think can hold shark... his breath for an hour. I don't think a shark uh, will care. I'm pretty sure they can still bite you. Fairly certain they, they have, have no reason to bite me. I don't know if you know this, but unlike you, meat bags... Oh, I feel like Jelly Bean also blends in with the water. Did you bring it? Is that the dragon turtle? Oh my god, man! It's like Jelly Bean's chilling, and I see the fucking PNG turtle. Oh god! My bad. Didn't mean to pull him on the map yet. So I'm gonna roll a D4. For each one of you, and to see how many sharks, reef sharks, are attacking you at once. So that's gonna be two for Teradis. Oh my god. It's a good amount. Do we have to roll a d8? No, I roll a d4 to see how many sharks are attacking you. That's gonna be two for Jelly Bean. Good. Oh, wonderful. Very he needs more sharks attacking. Yeah, very standard amount. It's gonna but be... I think that's a below average amount of sharks, I'll be honest. I feel like there could be more. There could two be. for Zerdos. Oh, two all around. Two all around. And three for Grok. Oh, thanks. Thanks for giving me a Grok, Grok probably landed on one. You know, he's riding yeah. it again. Yeah. Grok's not so, happy. If each one of you would please roll initiative as you try and swim to shore before you're all eaten up by the sharks. All right. Uh, 13. 15. One. <laughs> One. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Poor Zerdos. Zerdos, you're uh, gonna live because Jelly Bean likes Zerdos, okay? I got a really bad rolls. Zero guy, and one. You have. Motherfucker, well, you. You're lucky you didn't sevens. get fucking zero again. <laughs> <laughs> God, fucking damn, dude. The dice gods don't like Zerdos. They're upset. Jellybean, what did you roll? 15. 15? 19. 19, alright. Almost 3. Yeah, I rolled at 13. So that's going to be Jellybean up front. Alrighty. Uh, where are all these loser sharks? Oh, yeah, Grok, Grok, <laughs> Grok got 15, by the way. They're doing the shark yeah. thing where they're just disappearing below the water right before they nom 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 nom. Of course. 
Jellybean Jelly Bean looks under the water because he doesn't need to breathe. He's holding his breath. Where are there's, these loser sharks? They're circling you. There, there's a lot of sharks. There's, I want to say, nine sharks. It's a feeding frenzy. Jelly Bean takes the form of a shark with big arms. As <laughs> Jelly Bean's gonna. Uh, Jelly's gonna grab Zerdos and then drag him, trying to drag him to the shore. Okay, I'm gonna say that there's no movement penalty shore. because you're in the water. The what's your movement speed? There's already a penalty for me in the water. Really but he's a shark speed now. Is Forty feet. True. Well, shark <laughs> got armed. <laughs> All right. He's gonna drag Zerdos to the shore. Yep. It's 40 uh, feet away. I can't say you can't. You roll the 19 on your initiative. You hook a tentacle pseudopod around Zerdos off the bottom, and you swim all the way there. to the shore. <laughs> Zerdos. Alrighty, he's going to leave Zerdos there. He's you do gonna... the thing where you your half your body comes up out of the water, and you're like riding a pseudopod shark below you. <laughs> Zerdos is now over here. Yep. Uh, right where Jellybean is. He's going to drop him off there. Jellybean's going to... Let's see. What? I know, I know, he, I think he can spend key point to move, go to dash. It's bonus action, yeah. Step it away. He's going to spend a key point to dash. And then, so he's going to come back. Zerdos does a 15 hit you? Yes, does a 13 hit you? Yeah. All right, I feel so, like Zerodos yeah. shouldn't be getting those attacks. I'm going to be honest, man. Oh my I pulled him out of... The, I should be getting those attacks. All right, that's fair enough. You are you are riding on a, on a jelly bean. I'm forcing him to move. He's not... Yeah. So does... Uh, that's going to be... Does a 15 and a... Thir- no. Yeah, 13. Does a 15 and a 13 hit you, jelly bean? No. Jelly bean's too gooey. They can't get nothing. It's too goo-tastic. Yeah, they just chomp and they're just jumping air. They're chomping water. Jellybean throws Zerdos on shore and then he just comes right back to the sharks. Not done with you yet, sharks. I'm gonna kill you all. Right, so you move back there. Uh, ma, ma, ma. Let me play with the map a little bit. I want Wait a minute. So that's going to bring us to Grok's turn. Great. Grok <laughs> flailing as his as he's in the water uh, goes into a a very deep rage at these sharks, and he rages. And he ragefully tries to swim his way to the shore. Uh huh. Okay. So Rage that's going to be two opportunity attacks against you. That's going to be an eighteen and an eight. Okay. Well, the eight the eight doesn't hit, but the eighteen does. It's going to be nine points of shark damage. Got it. So both of those would hit. I guess five five points of shark damage. Did you just say both of those would have hit you? Yeah. <laughs> a fucking eight? Yeah. You don't, yeah. Have, 
You don't have any armor? <laughs> no, I'm a wizard. Sorcerer, but so. Yeah, but like, normal. I thought. Normal I have shield. Clothes, normal clothes gives you like 8 AC, right? It gives you 10 plus your dex. Yeah, My exactly. dex is a minus 2. Oh. oh. <laughs> we need to get this motherfucker some elven chain. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, guy, this guy, he's falling Whoa. apart at the seams. Holy okay. fuck. So, I took my damage. How, how did you live this long? Grog, how are you very here? good question. So, um, DM, how far can I move? What, is half, half my speed, or how, how is it? I believe water? it's half your speed in water. Got it. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. There we go. Grok flails. Dash. Uh, yes. No, yes. Yes, dash, of course. Grok dashes because he can't attack. Well, he could, but he doesn't want to. And he flails even more to get to closer to land. All right. Yeah, you're about in your ankles there. Grok just joyously takes off these floaties and and celebrates. Grok, survive water. Grok, first person in family to survive water. <laughs> Teradis, you're up. Grok. Grok, break the cycle! <laughs> the curse has been lifted! <laughs> and that's Grok's turn. Teradus, you see Zerados, Jellybean, uh, go there and back, as well as Grok, who make their way to shore. What do you do? Alright, bonus action, Sanctuary. Uh, on myself. And uh, action, dash. You can make two wisdom save, uh, that you can attack me if you wish. <laughs> Can be a twenty-two and a eleven to hit. No, eleven. The twenty-two he has to attack me. The eleven doesn't. <laughs> okay. They gotta so, make saves to hit him. Yeah. So, we get. That is gonna be eight points of shark damage. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. The twenty-two is. No, did he make the? Did, he, did they make the saves to even hit him? Yeah. Ah. Okay. Let me take the twenty-two. Oh. 22 wisdom. It's going to be a uh, uh, 6 on the attack for the 22 wisdom save. Okay, it doesn't hit me. No. So, no, it, a 6 will not hit me. So, let's go to that. Whee! There you go. Because All I'm right. going to use the dash action. Uh, there's some, uh, yeah, over here. Am I on the shore or am, am I, am I close. available You're to about stand to you're about. You're able to stand up. You're about to your waist, your chest, in water. Ah, uh, that's enough. All right, all right. Uh, that's my turn. That's gonna bring us to you, Teradus, Chilibium, Grok. That's gonna bring us to the shark's turn. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. Bring it. Jelly shark. Jelly shark is here now. They, if they attack me, they have to do a wisdom save again. Yeah, turn them around. All right, chompity chomp. So that's going to be two attacking you with advantage. That's going to be a 20 to hit, dirty 20, and a 16 to hit Jelly Bean. 20 wins. It's it. That's going to be nine points of shark damage. Points of shark damage. 
Piercing damage. Utter buffoons. Fools. Other two sharks will go ahead and attack. That's going to be a 21 to hit, as well as a 11 to hit. Uh, me? No, still on Jellybean. Okay. What to hit? 21 to hit was the highest. Yes. Eight piercing damage from the other two sharks. All right, Grok, you have three on you. They will not have advantage, so that's going to be a 15, excuse me, a 14 to hit. No, 16 to hit. All over the place, 16. 16 hits. That's going to be... Does a 15 hit? Yes. It's going to be eight piercing damage, plus four piercing damage, 12 piercing damage. You have three attacking you, so the last one, natural one. Great, so six piercing damage. Perfecto mundo. I forget. Uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom first. Wisdom first. All right, let me yes. roll wisdom first, because I rolled two there. Oh, yes. and these, shark, these, sharks are full, these sharks are full of wisdom. These are very two, wise no. sharks. They have a plus if zero to their on the shark dice, wisdom. No go. That was a five on the re-roll with a plus zero is five. Nope. You don't attack me or you have to attack something uh, someone else or waste your turn. Now they already moved. They can't move again. Ah, they waste their turn. Maybe they had more movement, but I'm not sure. So they will not move. That's going to be it for the reef sharks. That's going to bring us back up to Zerdos. Zerdos, your turn. Just get out of the water. Get out of the water, Zerdos. Am I in the water at all? Got a toe in the water, and I mean, it is really refreshing. The cool water and the heat and the heat and the humidity. I mean, it's tempting to go on back. I mean, come on. The sharks are just mm. want to make out. They're fine. Cool dudes. Look, <laughs> they got they got shades on. They're cool dudes. They're so cool. I am just going to add Chaos Bolt on the charts. I can see attacking Grok. Alright, Chaos Bolt. That's going to be three sharks attacking Grok. Chaos Bolt. 14 hit. 14? Oh, my. My vision is so bad. Yes, 14 hits. I'm actually going to be using my metamagic twin spell to hit two of the sharks. I I don't think that hits. <laughs> well, motherfucker, don't roll ever again. <laughs> I have good charisma. That's I, it, though. I can sway people. It's going to be thirteen points of co- uh, actually. You have to roll poison damage. Yeah, you nail one of these sharks, and you see this deep corruption begin to seep into it, and it turns tail and starts swimming back into the ocean. Haha, take that. Opportunity attack? Yes. Grok, you can make an opportunity attack if you'd like. Alright. Grok, with the might of his ancestors that fell into the ocean raises his maw and strikes the tail of the shark, hopefully. 
Um, he's going to do reckless attack to get advantage on this. He really wants to hit this shark. I don't. So that's what he's going to do. Here he goes. I'm going to roll with advantage. I'm just going to roll twice. All right, 20. Does a 20 hit? 20 hits. Great. All right. So rage damage. Okay, here we go. So it looks like we got 12 plus the rage damage, which... How much is that? No need to roll. You got you kill the shark. You you hit the shark so hard it turns into a bowl of shark fin soup. Rock, teach you lesson. Next time you try to chop orc, you think twice. Okay, well you're dead, so you can't think twice. But you know what I mean. Zerdos, would you like any? Zerdos, would you like to use any of your movement? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You can stay there. No, I'm good. I'm gonna go over here. Pick your way through the smashed ruins of the ship. You are fully out of the water. Loot the ship. <laughs> Bring us back to the top. Jellybean. Such a piece of ship. You know what? These sharks... Pieces of ship. Kind of lame. Uh, Jellybean is going to... Take the disengage action. Ah! He's just gonna... Jelly Shark's gonna just make his way to the shore and then turn humanoid, you know? <laughs> Zerdos, you see the shark emerge up out of the water and then shapeshift back into Jellybean. Brief panic. Ah, ah. And I think that's oh, anything shit. else, uh, Jellybean? Uh, Grok would want to move. Could I move? I don't that shark's dead. And Grok does move before the sharks, so I think he's fine. Yeah, what do you think, DM? Even I, I forgot to tell you. Totally fine. Where are you moving to? I just over here, out, away. Yep. Sixteen hits you? Wait, eighteen hits you? Of course it hits me. It's gonna be six points of damage. How many? Six piercing damage, along with a dirty twenty to hit you for eight more piercing damage. So six plus eight—that's gonna be fourteen. Seven. All right. I think you're raging. Oh, one of the sharks was dead. There were three sharks. Yeah, three sharks attacking. Ah, I forgot there were three attacking him. Not more though. I'm, I'm good. I'm out of water. That's the you one are? main weakness of aquatic animals. Yep, they can't survive on land unless they have water land gear. Now that would be try that. Let's try that. Like a, shark, a shark is like scuba diving onto land. Shark, so grab gets that up. shark and then just bring it onto the shore. We got to test to see if they die when they're out of water. The sharks take off their sunglasses and put on scuba glasses. They have a fucking snorkel, but it f- points down instead of up. It's a really long I had snorkel. A Lagatha cleric who wore full plate, and his full plate was just sealed in a way where <laughs> you could just fill it with water. <laughs> it's fucking like the awesome. opposite of a, a spacesuit. 
I know, it's kind of the same thing as a spacesuit. You know, you put your atmosphere in it so you can exist in a place without it, you know? Yeah. Is it the it Abyss? It was just a spacesuit. I think that was the Abyss where they had the the water, the diving suit that filled up with water. They they drowned the rat. <laughs> the fuck you're talking about? But. Yeah, what? That's great. <laughs> It's like a movie with like the they found the aliens. The aliens were like in the Marianas Trench, but to go that deep, they had to make a diving suit that was full of pink water. And then they put a rat in it. Well, they were showing up. They were demonstrating how the technology of the suit worked, and they were like, "Here, check out this Tupperware full of this pink water." And if we put a rat in it, like it, it's not it. Like it's gonna convulse while we drown the rat with the pink liquid, but it's fine. See. Oh, or I get seems it. It's familiar. Liquid, liquid oxygen you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but eh, it's it's whatever. Anyway. You know, liquid oxygen's a real thing. It's crazy. It's kind of hard to explain. I was a rat once. Put me in a room. No, the crazy no, guy. God damn it. It was a rubber room. Okay, we can't, we can't <laughs> talk rubber about rubber room, room but we can't talk about rats. We crazy. Have to, we have to kill these sharks or get escape from them. Ah, uh, we got to escape from them. We're not we got one suit. guy left to escape from him. He's yes. fine. Yes, yeah, I'm fine. Teratus, go ahead. It is your turn. If you would like to disengage or if you'd like to... What is your move? What are you doing? Well, I'm basically going to disengage to get to shore because... There you go. Uh, you all this... successfully escaped the sharks. And I fucking like to towards G just for the fucking fucking scream like a dragon to scare them off. You scream like a dragon, and some of the, like some of the sharks lift their sunglasses up for a second, and you see a spout as the dragon turtle comes up one more time to glare at you guys, and then he like lifts up a big old fin with all of your money on it, and then he goes back under the water. Rock thinks that dragon turtle a dick. Hey, can you tell that dragon turtle something? Yes. It's already gone. <laughs> I grabbed half of that gold from a manure pile. <laughs> he told that to Daegu Dragon before he went off. Didn't really. He's just in the water and he can't get out of there, so he can't get us. And I'm just, I want to piss him off because he True. can't get us. Uh, well, I mean, let's go further away from the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now let's go further away. <laughs> Just gonna have my mage hand flip him off while we walk away. Oh god, Grok. As you guys run into the jungle, this dragon turtle begins to and like try and, and do that like that sea turtle thing where it's swimming on top of the sand, but it can't like really chase after you, but it, it's still like trying to. Uh, I'm out of here. You beach. Grok <laughs> don't, Grok don't want to end up like Grandpa. I just put the mechanical. You full of shit. You full of shit. You full of shit. We did it. We 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 got past the Bay of Cholt. Uh, uh, Jellybean is going to reach into his. Well, I'm sorry. Are okay. there any crewmates left? There are an assortment of different crewmates that as well made it to the shore. You see Ordeme and her first mate waterlogged, make it into the jungle with the rest of you as you're all chased into the tree line by this giant dragon turtle, along with... Seagulls? Ooh, only three surviving crew members. 
Damn. Oh. Philippine's going to look around, and he's going to see if anybody has any alcohol. Uh, of course, I have my flask here, friend. And Ordemay holds up this uh, pretty modest-looking flask to you. Jumping reaches into his bag. He's, oh he's going to pull out just a bottle of ale, and Jeff- he's going to drink it. Jelly bean, jelly bean is Bender, straight up, just from Futurama. <laughs> How did I not uh, know this? Hey, who? Um, he kind of is, you know. He just drinks I was, alcohol. was watching Bender when I made. I was watching Futurama <laughs> when I made him. Hey. Yeah, you're uh, only missing, bite my slimy metal ass. My slimy. Jelly bean's now gonna heal forty-four plus four damage. Nice. Damage? Yeah. Grok mm. looks at the wounds and simply sits down on the or leans against the tree. Grok. Not like water. You see that there was uh, some chunks taken out of Jelly Bean and as he drinks the alcohol, you just see them slowly fill back up. That's nice. Jelly oh my Bean's god, here, this character. Off. Very classic. <laughs> he has the amulet of the drunkard in that allows him to heal like that. Yeah. Man, 44. That's really strong. Yeah. Crazy. It's like 44 plus 4. Yeah, it's almost like a. Uh, it's like a, a ring. ring of, it's almost like a ring of uh, regeneration, but a little bit better since you can, like. I don't know. You just get a drop of alcohol. You're back. It's a potion. Well, it has to be a full pint. Oh, it, a full pint. I see. I think it's a, like a greater healing potion. And like, can you, you know, only do it once per day? Free. Yeah. Oh, once per day. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, that's once that, per day. That, that balances it. That balances it. All right. Uh, all right. That means going to walk around. He's just going to start handing people some, some small bottles of, like, you know, the little uh, airplane-sized bottles of alcohol? Yeah. And to your left. Handing people that owes out to people. And to your left, you'll see the endless ocean where your certain death is. And to your right, you'll see a huge forest where tons of undead will kill you. You just see like Jellybean our... then reach into his bag and he pulls out a, a Ziploc bag and he pulls the map out of it. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, for preparing a, a campfire for the other people. All right, well, you said it was uh, the evening when this happened to DM? Or was this was a, a night attack or was it a... Sunset. Just Sunset. as the sun was so, going down. Alright, so it's, it's getting dark so we need to uh, we need to rest, get a fire going. Uh, you just sit out this, like, pulling casting a quick bonfire for, like, a minute before he chucks, like, a bunch of wood to make another bon- bonfire so it lasts more... Uh, Mm. More longer. Mm-hmm. Rock, seeing everybody ravaged by the sharks and the ocean, pulls out his flute and begins to play a sonata, a beautiful display of of just just a beautiful notes pressing through. While you the roll. <laughs> nine. Oh. It's passable. It's nothing special, but it's pleasant-ish. Yeah. Grok. Grok a little rusty. Grok. I haven't played for a couple weeks. 
So I gave you Joby's guidance. gonna go around and see if he can help tend to people's wounds. Yeah, uh, this is gonna is gonna uh, take two spell slots off, and is gonna create uh, two potions of healing. With this, jo- uh, Jelly Bean's just gonna be complaining about how these these meat bags are so fragile, can't even heal with some alcohol. Um, so gooey with their little. Hardcores, it's so Bean, we do our best. We drink alcohol like it's water. Very it counterproductive same... whenever you're talking about healing, okay? I'll, I'll tell you what, man. If like if you, a chunk got taken out of you that had that almond in it, I don't know, you'd be kind of screwed. Who needs the health potion, by the way? There's uh, a couple crew well, members that look like they're a little beat up. They got big old shark bites yeah. taken out of them. Yeah, they take uh, 2d4 plus 5, and uh, no, plus 4, uh, yeah, 2d4 plus 4 uh, healing point. All right. The... Well, I want to point out that, that Jelly Bean's amulet I just is, is, is his bow tie. <laughs> 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 All right. And also, uh, since we are in the forest... Oh, no, he's going to do that tomorrow. Uh, no, he's going to do that... Uh, Tonight, he's gonna craft. He's going to craft. Give me a sec. Me, 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 me. Where is it? He's going to put, craft some blasting powder uh, with this alchemist supply. All right, Toad. And... As you're crafting some blasting powder, the rest of you kind of grabbing your parasols from Granny Goodness hide out as the rain begins to pour around you. There is a fire going, and. You were able to protect it with some of the wreckage and make a a little bit of a makeshift camp here. I need each one of you to roll a constitution check at the end of the day here to see if you're able to dump some of the heat from the exertion of the day. Save or a check? Hmm. Let me verify which one. I got a 23 on a constitution save. Pretty sure it is a save. Mine are exactly the same, so it doesn't matter. The end of each day, any character who hasn't drunk two gallons of fresh water must succeed in a constitution saving throw. Okay. I'm fairly certain that just being submerged in water counts. Okay. Here's that fresh water. My alchemy jug. Who wants some <laughs> mayonnaise and some fresh water? Wait, mayonnaise? Some... What? Does, does Jelly Bean consuming alcohol help that number at all? <laughs> I think that's actually the opposite of hydration. This is a check for dehydration. dehydration. Yeah, it gives hydration it's and it's for us. I mean, it's also raining, right, Wookie? It is, yeah. but none of you purchased a rain catcher. Cool, you know? You will need to purchase a rain catcher back at Port Nianzaru if you wish to take advantage of the abundant rains here in Chult. However, since none of you did purchase a rain catcher... Jelly Bean's gonna make himself into a bowl that absorb all that water. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see that Arodis put out two gallons of mayonnaise so you can, like, literally heat for one ration per person. (laughs) Alright, so each one of you, give me your constitution saves as... Or, excuse me, yeah, your constitution saving throws as you are 
feeling a little dehydrated after the exertion from the day and the encounter with the dragon turtle. Yeah, wait, Grok, what do you Grok, uh, Grok got a 23. I didn't, I didn't mean to roll. In, yeah. It's okay, roll. it's okay, guys. He he drank a bunch of ocean water. He's fine. Grok, Grok you're fine. Jelly Bean got, got a nat 1. Uh, remove the... Uh, remove the... Uh, the 10, because I, I wanted to roll with my own dice. But for whatever reason, I got in that 20. I swear to God, I didn't, I didn't plan this. Jellybean, you're going to take one level of exhaustion as the heat just seeps into you. Teratus, you're fine. That just leaves Zerdas. Eight. Eight. Zerdas, you as well take one level of exhaustion as you do exhausted. feel the heat. Disadvantage on ability checks at this level. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just pervasive. It seeps into you. You feel your body getting weaker as you are forced to relax. It's going to be tough to try and get rid of the heat. Alright, the next morning I'm going to pour eight gallons of fresh water. Alright, well... That was a very successful day, I'd say. Each one I don't of you, know why if you'd like. Pour fresh water now instead of mayonnaise. I don't. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to do that instead? If you'd like, uh, you can add two gallons of water to your inventory to make sure that you have enough water for the next day of travel. As you I can all, pour, I can pour eight gallons, so so everyone can have two gallons of fresh water. Throughout the day, you have access to this water as you need it to move. As each one of you get up to just a flood of noise, this jungle comes alive around you. Grok, not like birds singing. Back up, back up north. It was uh, dead quiet. Not a soul lived in the ice and snow. Who doesn't need to sleep? Libyan's gonna look at Grok and be like, Hey man, hey. Just so you know, if it ever gets deadly quiet here, bad, okay? I've been in enough places to know that that means that there's something big and mean out there. You don't want that, okay? Grok nods. Good, good note. The most try to hide from predators, so if they're making a bunch of noise, there ain't no predator. Teratus? Grok is the predator. Yes. <laughs> say that. Don't say that. Don't. Teratus, you see a if red laser dot? you're gonna say that, at least put Apex in front of it. <laughs> oh my god. Grok red laser dot coming from somewhere within the jungle? <laughs> no. Uh, you, because you were busy with your alchemical resources, you were sending off a, a quite a bit of of scents of, of sweet smells off to the jungle as you made the water. There is uh, um, what is there's the a lot sense? of bugs, and you see like these huge centipedes, these biting mosquitoes come down at you, and you have to slap them away. Um, can you make me a Constitution saving throw? As as all these bugs are really they're they're crawling all over you, and some of them are even trying to bite through your dragon hide. That's a 16. You're able to slap them off of you. And yeah, that's uh, the day is yours as you guys 
all the three remaining crew members as well as Orme and their first mate, they kind of fall in line and and they're looking to you to guide them through the jungles of Cholt. Which way are you going? Uh, aren't they? Jelly Beans has got the map. Uh, Look, usually we So we were, we were up here, right? Uh, I have put uh, Glabagal on the map for you guys. Uh, for you as a reference to keep track of where you are. Where were we? Where were we going? We're going uh, to go for Bellaruin, so we're not yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, we're not Jelly that Bean's gonna, yeah, Jelly Bean's gonna guide the way. The map. Jelly Bean starts Jelly striding Bean's gonna off take us along. Jelly Bean is going to take them probably the smarter way, which would be about here. Go along the. Uh, in shade, but along the coast, until they get to this path here. Alright. The little dotted line by Fort Bell, and then they're going to head up that way. So I need you to make a survival check as you travel across the coastline, occasionally seeing a very familiar water spout. Uh, can I search for Catstone in this area? So it's you need to have disadvantage, area. don't I? Because I have... Exhaustion. Mm. Yeah. Did what are you looking for, Terrace? A catstone. Uh, uh, that'd be twelve. It's supposed to be in the forest uh, region. Go ahead, and make a nature check, and Jellybean, as you navigate through the coastline, it's pretty easy. The difficulty of navigation on uh, the on the beach here as you weave in and out of the jungle and stay kind of on the sand you figure it's not as difficult as it would be traveling through the thick um sometimes impassable jungle and you make your way to that hex there uh i got a 26 nature <laughs> you take a step and you just find your feet standing in a prairie full of cat stone all right uh the glades full of it i need to i need, right. to, do a, 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 need to do a nerbardis hit check to see if uh because the pod has a slightly toxic outer shell revealing an inner food that has a hard taste in Great nutrition properties, so I need the gathering. I'm see. not gonna lie to you. I thought you said cat's dung, not uh, cat's dung. So I all right, that is a 21. So I rolled 2d4. Let's see how much pod do I get from that. It's just a whole bunch of cat shit. Piles Let's and piles of cat shit everywhere. Yeah, it's just everywhere. Where did all this shit come from? There's not a cat sight. I need to roll 2d4 to see how many pods I get. Eight. Let's go. So, eight pod of catstone. Let's go. All right. So you guys travel through the day. You are finding a whole bunch of cat's tongue, and you continue to make progress towards Fort Belrullian. Jellybean, referencing the map, being able to gauge your surroundings, you make, you're very certain that you're making good progress towards your destination. And that is where we're going to take... Oh, God. 
Oh, it hurts. A five-minute break. What a five-minute break. Thank you. I actually have to get going. Get out of here. We don't want you no more. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sure nothing eventful will happen. We'll just say Grok is following along merrily. Yeah, I have to to go take my family to – to their car it's a whole thing so yeah i will see you guys later thank you so much for playing with me later bro all right see ya all see right, you bye. all right five minute break let's take five minute break and i'm gonna try and figure out where the goddamn random encounters are jesus okay i appreciate jelly being sailing zardos from the water thank you listen Jellybean has yet to reveal all his weird alien secrets to Zerdos for his book thing. He's not letting. He's not letting the, the fucking. <laughs> let's be honest. He's holding the party back. He's not gonna let him die. <laughs> <laughs> be honest, okay? He's got negative two with two physical stats. Yeah. What's his he, highest stat? Sixteen. I, and charisma. Awesome. And then a 14 intelligence. I feel like this has happened before, you know? I feel like somebody had some really bad stats. And... I don't remember. feel like it was somebody. It played a kobold. I think it was coffee, creepy coffee. Oh. So, new plan? We don't... As we far, don't. Yeah. But, yeah, you his, can. His, we you, we you can't, can't, we can't go to water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a gnome that became a kobold. He was some fucking abomination. Mm-hmm. Was uh, this freeform jazz? Yeah. Soil and pimp sessions. Milk got me on these guys. I feel like this is the exact <laughs> song they played in that one SpongeBob episode. Where it's like freeform jazz, and then it's this, and it's like you're ready to be a man now. <laughs> yeah. Also, while we are traveling, can I make some oil? Then my alchemist uh, supplies on the way. Uh, is it the oil or is it? Like, ink. Give me a sec. Can I make oil? Uh. No, say that bit, no. Mm. I can just make some M. Something. Throat leeches. I can make some oil with the, ch- the charcoal that I have, right? Oil. No, it's gasoline. You're trying to make oil? That only comes from Texas. The oil comes from a plant, but I can make some oil from any plants. Got your plant right here. It's called my dick root. Can I roll for it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Cheap. Where where the fucking... Maybe it's... Uh, maybe the random encounters at the beginning. 
It's in the appendix. Random Encounters Appendix B. Hey, hey, we'll get about it. Oh, D20. Oh, wow. I'm supposed to be doing That's a lot funny. more random encounters. But, but, oh, I'm again. So I successfully found the random encounters thing. You guys are on the beach. Indeed. All right. On the beach? Okay. All right. Well, so that's happening. Uh-oh. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> oh, I need to roll. I'm in danger! Oh, in my okay. D100. It's like every situation other than a non-hostile city. There it goes. <laughs> Ralph, what are you doing in the back of the bus? Um, let's see. I'm trying to... Well, I'm on my way. Let's see. Cocked. Okay. I do I, I do my potion that I can make uh, once per long rest, which will be a uh just, there you go. It's gonna be a transformation of alter self. Which lasts for ten minutes. I need to, I need to see what this spell does again. Yourself. All right. I can be in the for later. Uh, otherwise, um. What tarot does do? Uh, you speak with Jellybean and Zardos on the way, maybe? Sure, you guys where... are talking as you make your way up along the coastline? Uh. with Zardos. I know we didn't have a. Hey, yes, what conversation? Where you guys are from? 
I hail from the Baldur's Gate. Work with an anthropologist guild. Though not originally. Hmm. What brings you here? I am helping my friend, Syndra. But also discovering the many different races and cultures of this land. It is fascinating so far. Though I must say, much more dangerous. Yes, this land is supposed to be dangerous in land. Part of my, I don't know myself. Well, I just need some money to have my own property. That's why I'm sticking with you. I see. Or, have you tried one of my recipe before? I can't say I have. Hmm. If you're getting beat up, I'll hear you up. That is most kind. Hmm. What uh, was that? I have amazing try to swap the bug. <laughs> uh, Tarly just looks around to see what kind of Bill's fucking sound was. What happened? What's going on? Uh, an insect is flying, and I think it's big. Well, we, I'm thinking out of character that it's big. So Tarly is going to look around. Look around. Do you feel the air move as something big flies by you? And you take another step and you feel the sand begin to fall away from your feet. And as you look down, you see this huge sack and a long needle as these large insects begin to pull themselves out of the ground, leaving these indentations in the sand as they rise up into the air. I need you all to roll initiative as these huge blood-sucking sturges begin to circle around you in the air. Oh, dear. All right. 17. That's a, that's a 7. 16. Oh, twice on accident. I still have not been able to get the money together to get a new mouse. Dude, as you get a 16? Yeah. It's the first good roll. I know. I got a, I got a seven, though. Me. All right, give me initiative one more time. I heard a 16 and a seven. Whose were those? Zardos got the 16. Tarot, this has the seven. What was Jellybean's initiative? Jellybean is 17. Damn, I'm going last. (laughs) Alright, Jellybean, you're going to be going first. We have a map? Maybe. Oh, please, a map. (laughs) It's the same shore, I guess. To use the theater of the mind. 
Nah, man, I need to have technical measurements out for this so I can plan this out. (laughs) At range. Uh, where are we? Um, let me play with it for a second. Sure. Yeah, go ahead and just put yourself... We'll say that this is a different ship that was smashed to pieces by the Aerobang. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Dude needs some anger management classes. Yeah, you can't... <laughs> uh, where are we? Like, there? Tiny turn. It can be here. Like, just here. It's crying in the shore. I get circles around us. Okay. Buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah, so they're all circled like up we around you. Yeah. Alright, yeah, so that's going to be Jelly Bean taking point. And as you lead each other, as you lead the party through the jungle, you first see these giant sturges raise themselves up out of the sand and begin to hoard and swarm around you. Jelly bean. Sorry, I'm, I'm playing that stuff out. What were they? What did you say they were? Giant what? mosquito-like things. They're sturges. Sturges. Mm. Interesting. Wait. Uh, chili beans gonna move here. And he's going to activate uh, his arm things. Need a, a deck save. Not the arm things. That's uh, not yeah, his good. His jelly bean takes humanoid form, and then his arms like explode out in tentacles, and then form big muscly arms. Hot. That's an eight. Eight. I need. I need it for both of them. You're on two. It's a ten foot. Radius. Oh, okay. Astral Monk's got range. It's got yeah. range. That's going to be a 16 on the second one. Second one wins, and, uh... And... Yeah, only one of them takes the damage. Not even a... I once had a player named Cobra Astral Monk. The, the loser takes uh, seven... 16 passes, the other one fails. Damn, he takes the, 7? The one that failed. Yeah, 7 force damage. Got the damage. Which one took the force damage? Um, so this one rolled second. He rolled well, so it's going to be this one. I want to take the force damage. Yeah. Alright. So that means this one's getting the shit beat out of him. Oh no! Alrighty, let's see. Found weird jungle music today, so I added it to the combat playlist. Oh yeah! Nope. I'm sorry, what was that? 12 hit? 12 hit? 
Does a 12 hit a Sturge? No, a 12 misses. Damn. Speeds away, just missing your tentacle. Jellybean has sworn vengeance upon the Sturge. The Sturge uh, must suffer. All shall perish. Well, it's on me. And, uh, and that's it. Zerdos, your move. All these sturges circle around you, Zerdas. A spinning these are a whole vortex. Bunch of guys, especially since our, our melee guys can only do one attack at a time. It's a problem. What do you do, Zerdas? Twenty-four. Twenty-four? Yeah, that hits. I'm gonna attack this one to the left, straight in front of us, technically. All right. Go ahead and roll damage. Going to be 11 fire damage. 11 fire damage. Does this guy have any... Uh, no, no vulnerabilities. Uh, oh. Oh my. Uh. Oh. I did not realize that they had such low health. Yeah. You see, as you envelop this one in flames... Toast, you turn it into ash that floats away on the wind. Uh, and Jellybean, also, when you slapped out with your tentacles, you squash this one flat. Seven force damage killed it? Seven force damage, yeah. The Sturges have very, very little health. They are bugs. Yeah. They're little guys. Just harder to hit. Hard to hit. Not a lot of health, though. That's going to bring us to Terados' turn. Alright. Go uh, to position himself. Right there. Keep charging my roots. How much? Uh, oh, no, no, never mind. Uh, da, da, da. Give me a sec. Alright. Uh, he's gonna cast Magic Stone as a bonus action and he's gonna throw at one of them. Magic what? Magic Stone. What's he that? He picks up three rocks and enchants them. Yeah. It's a bonus action? I, yeah, yeah, it's a bonus action. <laughs> Damn! But I, I, but I can make a range weapon attack. Which is an action to do. So, alright. Does a 17 hit this mosquito? 17 hits. Alright. 1d6 plus 4. Damn! 5. <laughs> you put a rock directly through it, and then, like, the hole that you open up inside of it continues to expand as more of its guts are ripped through and out the back of it. That what? Sturgis is okay. dead. Okay. Uh, movement. Uh, you gotta protect his little buddy. Uh, he's gonna fix himself. Mm. 
Yeah, he's gonna place himself right there. That is going to be stuck. Okie dokie. The Sturgises are gonna swoop in. Fantastic Sturgis doesn't tank. Instead, it starts each of its turns. Huh. I guess it doesn't say anything about temporary hit points. That must have been a special modification to one of the other DMs that I played with. Hmm. One, two, three, four. Right there. Shit. Alright, so the Sturgis are going to go ahead and make attacks, starting with you, Teridus. Okay. It's going to be a 13 to hit you. That doesn't hit me. That is going to be a 23 to hit Zerdos. Yeah. So, Zerdos, you feel this thing fly behind you, and its claws, these chitinous arms, all six of them grab onto you, and you feel this um, proboscis plunge into you, and the needle-like spear begins to suck out blood from your body. How much damage? None. This turn. That's going to be a 12 to hit Jellybean. Not hit. Doesn't yeah, I didn't hit. think... It just, it just misses. Yep. Jellybean, this thing's trying to stab you with its spear nose, and you're just making holes in yourself. Nope. 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 Not my delicious goo. That's going to end... A Sturgis turn. That's going to be back to you, Jellybean. Awesome. Um, let's see. Let's see all I can do. Hmm. Realizing my movement wasn't good, I placed him into the range of the Jellybean. Very bad move. Poor decision overall. Hmm. Yep. Very foolish placement. 18? 18 hits. Your reach is 10, right? Why is it not rolling? Hey, man, sometimes things take longer to think. Look at me. Sometimes I'll have a thought, and it takes a good five, ten seconds to load. It's called people lag. <laughs> I feel that. I'm just not paying my bills for my ISP, and they're throttling my speeds to my, my brain. The great consciousness in which we all derive our, our mental thinking from, it's uh, expensive, you know? And Shoot sometimes. I'm not rolling on my end. I'll grab my D4. Four. Plus five. That's nine force damage. Are you attacking the one behind you to the south, or are you attacking the one that's attached to Zerdos? Um. You know what? The one that's attacking Zerdos. You know what? He's get, he's got to stay safe. You know. Zerdos, you feel stay safe. You know. Safety first. You feel relief as you feel the proboscis pulled out of you, 
and the momentum of something sm swatting a bug off your back. The loud, meaty. <laughs> Slap. Then he turns back to the one that was, was trying to stab at him, and he goes, I'm going to capture you. You're going to be mine and my pet. I'm going to keep you in a jar, and I'm going to show you to people and charge them money. And I'm going to shake the jar. I'll let them <laughs> shake the jar for uh, for more money. <laughs> and it's having this awful flashback of seeing its cousin of a firefly trapped in a jar and used as elimination by the humans. <laughs> Zerdos, your move. Well, I guess a jelly bean is a capture that one. Turn I'm gonna chill touch one on Erebus. He kinda of grasps the violet and his neck and then kinda of reaches forth with his hand. A spectral version of his hand reaches out to have to grab. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. For a moment, the spectral hand turns into the face of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Asturgis freeze! Crusts over with ice and psh, shatters into a thousand pieces before you, Teratus. Necrotic damage, so be wilting away. Oh, yeah, not chill touch, my bad. Yep, It's very poor naming. <laughs> Withers before you, before there's just a husk of Sturgis on the ground. I gotta remove that song from... Okay, anyway. Teratus, uh, it is your turn. Well, I'm just gonna see, like, Teratus just, like, comes up to Zerdos as he sees his companion with the mosquitoes. You see, he's gonna do, like, a... He's gonna swing his... He's gonna swing his arm like a bait baseball bat uh, thrower and he's gonna throw the pebble at the, at the mosquito <laughs> gonna be uh, 22 hits 20 hits god you killed my my uh, prisoner of war <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to take 9 bludgeoning damage god damn yeah. it yeah, as you reach out with the glass jar and you're about to realize it's worst fate <laughs> it's pounded flat Y'all are no longer in combat. All right. I think Billy no stares at you with his glassy, pseudo-eyed stare. It jiggles with fury. You just see, like... You just see, like, Dario, this is, like... <laughs> you see him that he, you're... He sees that you're angry and he says, you just have one spell and juggles with him and says, All right. And he says, Ah, sorry. Uh, I love joining things. Go on our way to the, the base place that we should, the fort. Make it our way! Libyan has already forgotten all about his bug prisoner. <laughs> Ain't no thing. Jeffus is gonna just kind of idly rub the roof and then no gloating on his forehead. All right, Wookie, you need me to roll anything? Sorry, I was looking for 
the making my way song, but I don't think I have it in my library. Rip. Making my way downtown with a Glock. Some motherfucker's about to get shot. Down the block with a Glock. Da, 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 get shot. All right. You guys make your way through the Sturges. It is a new day. You get through the morning, traveling through Jellybean, Jellybean taking the helm. Go ahead and make a survival roll to make sure that you are going in the right direction. So do we get any more exhaustion, or does the long rest clear? So, oh, that's a good point. So, yeah, you took, if you failed your constitution roll, at the end of yesterday, uh, I, pour, I pour fresh water. No, I got, I got. It's a fifteen plus. What's my survive? Plus a seven, so that's a something. That would be a twenty-two, friend. Yeah, you navigate perfectly. You are checking the surroundings. You're looking for waypoints. You're got the landmarks. You are. You're like Lewis and Clark right now. You're real. Yep, yeah, you know exactly where you are. Um. Zerdos, to your question, since at the end of every day you're going to be making your constitution checks and you did get a full night's rest, you can go ahead and clear that point of exhaustion as you did complete a long rest. All right, let's roll that baby a one. Do I get... Uh, a ailing potion. Let's go. For free. Goes with you as well, Jellybean, as you completed a long rest as well. And today, since you all have plenty of water, thanks to Terrorist's production. Alchemy jug. Yeah, you got an alchemy jug. Have plenty of water. Grok takes out his flute as you're traveling. Very lovely. Thanks. Be practice with flute. (laughs) You got a cold or something, buddy? What's what's going on? I I drank some weird water. Throat feel funny. (laughs) I told you not to drink the salt water. (laughs) Not salt water. water. Throat feel wiggly. Wiggly wobbly. Look inside throat. Is there anything in throat? Uh, I don't think so. And Grok. <laughs> Zerdos. Uh, yeah, Zerdos, you look inside Grok's throat and you see that there's a completely, like, almost eldritch horror mass of black writhing tentacles. And as you look closer, you see that his throat is full of leeches that have latched onto his throat. And all of them, almost at once, open up their eyes and look back at you. And there's this weird moment of you looking at the leeches and the leeches looking back at you. And you have, like, this sheer horror on your face. What? What? I'm just going to, like, wrong? use my hand to slowly close the drugs mouth. Jellybean's going to hand him, hand him mm-hmm. some alcohol. Here, drink this, buddy. For you. Grok, not big drinker. Bunk, bunk, bunk. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, no, uh, oh boy, huh? Anyway, let's get to that fort before Wookie does any more stupid stuff with Gra. <laughs> so, uh, with the addition of liquor into the equation, Grok's uh, beginning to look a little green, even more so than his usual self. He is wobbly, in addition to the liquor, but also because of the throat leeches that he's now experiencing. And... Can I just, like... Use a cantrip to just slowly just take them out. Sure. Just killing them, mind sliver. <laughs> just psychic damage <laughs> to the leeches. Yeah, you, you're taking a little psychic damage yourself as you pull each one of these leeches out and then kill it. Grok is uncomfortable. I think he's casting a spell to kill the things in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. I'm not touching them with my hands. I'm just mm, magically just mind shooting. Like the mind uh, sniping them. Can Taro <laughs> just uh, use his Alberta's. Oh no. Is that. No, it, that's supposed to be the humorous. No. He said the. Um, what does he have on it? Uh, on him? I'm not sure what, what's your question. What does Grok has on him? He has leeches in his throat. What is leeches? They are leeches. tiny black oh, worms that are parasitic. Parasite? Blood. Yeah. yeah. They have mouths on one end and they just latch on and drink blood. Uh, can I use my Herbatis kit to fix that problem? You're not sure what would fix throat leeches. You've heard of some kind of cure, but you would need reagents, you would need materials for a specific cure for those, and as... Yeah, so... Zerdos, as uh, as you, like, try and lance each one of these leeches, you can tell that you're horrifying Grok, because as each one dies and detaches, it, in its death spasms, are, like, convulsing as they fall down the back of his throat, and each time Grok is having to swallow it. <laughs> okay, Grok. We'll make you feel better in your time. Grok, not sure about this. Grok. Grok, feel funny. Grok, stomach full of slime. Grok, we'll take you gambling next time we're in the city. Okay, buddy? Okay. <laughs> it's better than them staying there. Grok not good at picking which dinosaurs to bet on. Let's go with your heart. You'll get it right eventually. And as you try anyway. and do this makeshift therapy, this makeshift intervention with the throat leeches and Grok, you continue through most of the day, and just at the very end, as the sun is beginning to set below the sea, there's this flash of green, and you see just over through the jungle foliage a flag of Bell uh, a flag of Baldur's Gate 3 flying over the wooden stockades. <laughs> the whole structure no, sex simulator. <laughs> what did you get that speed run? run? Yeah. Not the sex speed run. It was four minutes long. Yeah. The whole structure sits uh, atop a ten foot hillock, the sides of which are shaved vertically to make them very steep and difficult to climb. 
The Ford's main gate faces west on the east side of the stockade. A tall keep holds a commanding view of the surrounding wilderness. Are we even here? <laughs> I forgot why we're here. To get a charter to go further inland. Right, yeah. I guess we go up to the door and knock. Wow. You know, the farmer, right? Loudly on this ray, heavily reinforced door. Oi, who's on there? Get what you want. As this guard kind of pokes its head over the top of the parapet. You just see Sorry, that. I don't speak whatever language that is. What do you mean? You don't understand coming? Travelers uh, from Portinanjaro. Oh, good. You speak this language. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it, you just see, like, uh, Tardis, like, <laughs> turning his head to Zerdos and just saying, Do you want me to speak for them? At least I can reach what they what they are saying. I got you. Our ship was sunk and we barely made it to shore. Oh We're yeah, here yeah. For a charter. Hey, fantastic! Yeah, hey, well, it's gay, gay for you. you Go watch out for our man. Yeah, he's, he's been uh, sinking a lot of ships out here. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of the poles they come through here. They can't make an offering. That's good enough for him. Leeds gonna look at Zerdus like it's like he's trying to talk to us. I I know it. It feels <laughs> like he's trying, but it's not getting there. We'll say it is not the worst I have heard. Get all kinds of people in Bobber's Gate. It's a little bit of shouting and uh oh yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, 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 the old gate. You got to open your gate, right? And it takes a minute, but eventually they do start opening the gate. <laughs> And you all are admitted into the fort. And you do see that this fort is, um, in addition to its very strategic placement on top of this little hill, the sides of the hill are, are have been excavated away. So on top of the hill here rises up these pretty well-enforced walls. So anyone trying to assault this encampment is going to have to go up these hills and then up over the walls. So you come into the gate, and there is a a second gate, and the second gate <laughs> opens up in front of you, and you pass through this kind of like murder hole area, and you see that there is a main drag tense on either side as you approach uh, even more reinforced area on the inside. There are a set of two walls. And inside of the set of first walls, there is a second set of walls surrounding a commander's post. And these guys, they don't take their defense very seriously, do they, huh? A one laser cannon, what the hell? <laughs> nice. Just sit out this, like, looking at this, and... It, don't worry it, about it. He glows to his I probably like, got that on the planet. What a good thing I see. You don't have many surprises. You, you just... I just asked the guard, What's that? What's what? The cannon. Oh, yeah, it there. I asked Ballista. I asked what it is. Hmm. How crafted. I mean, training. I, 
Hey, it's a, yeah, it's a, uh, oh, yeah, it's a Orchimates that crafted that one there. The one who crafted is that one there. That's what he said. Nice. Did you say no. Orchimedes? Did you, you got just listen. say Orchimedes? <laughs> <laughs> Can't take credit. That's a Warhammer 40k joke. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Hey, yeah, it's a, a Orchimedes special, right? We commissioned many a days against the wall, against the undead, we did. Ah, oh, can I have with such? I'm a crafter myself. Hey, we, you know, go over there, hey, well, plans are, uh, I think it's called an engineering or, or whatever the, the discipline's called, you might want to, I'll talk to him about it, he's got an egghead burning the batteries, that one. Yes, well, we're whenever here to talk you, to your Whenever you say, time. just point me the direction. Ah, sure, he's probably... We can't understand him. No, I can't understand him. I can Hey, sure, yeah. Texas accent. Hey, Wars. Hey, yeah, you follow me. He's probably chatting up the Commander Liara. He nods. He starts, starts leading you over to the second wall that's within the perimeter, and you guys are admitted. You see over to your right, there is a jousting field. You see a couple of different horses that look like they're overheating. They look wet. And... <laughs> Uh, past the jousting field, you come up to these walls and you see these gates swing open and you're led inside of this inner, uh, inner bailey. Uh, I'm not sure what a bailey is, but it seems like a, uh, house. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, I, I need to go, I need to go to bed. I work at, uh, seven tomorrow. Uh, we don't want to get too far ahead without Grok, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I don't want to get too far without Grok, so... That's where time. we're going to leave it, actually. You guys are ushered into this kind of dingy, stuffy office, and you do see a well-dressed older woman, Liara, standing up, crosses over to the other side of the room and giving each one of you a stiff handshake, especially you, Jellybean. She smiles, and you see the grain hair frames her face. She's a very determined, stoic face. She's dressed in white, her armor coming up out of her, her white cloak. She ushers you over to a table and then sitting down in front of these piles of maps and correspondences, crosses her legs, leans back in her chair. Welcome to Fort Berulian, gentlemen. My name is Liara Porter, and I am the commander of this establishment. What is it I can do for you? And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Yay! Just would have been smiling as we were getting the handshake, but as soon as you turned around, like, gripping my shoulder, like, ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, guys. Good night. A charter. A charter, of course. All right.